0: Hey, Jake, I like video games.
1: Hey, Tony, I like video games too. Well, welcome everybody to another brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Spooky
0: Game. Oh, yeah. It's that (laughs)
1: best time of the year. Happy Halloween, everybody.
0: Happy Halloween, folks. Uh, Good to be back. Jake, how you been, Good to be dude? Be you, back. You've been going oh. through the the horrors of moving lately. <laughs> yes, the horrors
1: of cross country moving, uh, in conjunction to uh, just kind of work stuff hitting a little harder than usual at the same time. So, it's been nuts. I am finally in my new home of San Diego, though. Uh, my stuff is yet to arrive, but I'm here. My wife's here. My dog's here. Uh, so that's home. And, you made it. Uh, I made it. We made it. But I haven't had any time to play video games because of that, uh, other than like a few rounds of Overwatch with you, Tony. But That's right. I bet you got I bet you played something though.
0: You know what? I did play um it, it this was a quick turn between episodes, so I haven't played a ton in between. But um I did I've put in a good amount of time into Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh. So I, uh, I just got a new 3DS and have been, like, kind of going through the back catalog of those games right now. I've always heard that this is, like, a really good Fire Emblem game. Uh, for context, I have, like, pretty much bounced off every Fire Emblem game that I have tried, um, which has been several at this point. I did try Three Houses um, as uh, recently as last year and, like, did just something about most of those games I just bounce off of. But... Um, there's something about this one that I'm really, really enjoying. I think it's like the combination of like uh, you have all these like interesting characters and characters that I'm familiar with, like from Smash. So for folks that don't <laughs> get, get confused by the the sheer amount of uh, Fire Emblem stuff that's out there, this is the one that stars Krom and Robin. So two characters that are in Smash Brothers, so like that. A uh, um, uh, three guest starring Lucina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, also Lucina. D- that's right. That's right. Um, I, I always forget about her. Uh, anyways, uh, it, it. I'm really enjoying the uh, like relationship building that you can do in the game, and like how. Uh, you know, positioning your units like next to each other or in like uh, different like positions and stuff, give you benefits. And sometimes the other units will like jump into like add onto your attacks. Um, this game also has like a ton of like um, like flexibility in how you can like build your units. So like they have this like seal system where you can like change, you know, the base type or base class of a unit between like a bunch of different ones. It's not like, um every class is available to every unit but like it's there's a pretty big breath there um and then you can also like do like an advanced class on top of that so like it gives you like a like a lot of uh, a lot of control over like the units that you have and then like i said yeah like all the relationship stuff is like really dope like i'm just getting to the part now where characters can like get married and have kids and shit which is yeah. like w- which is wild um and like I know that all of this stuff was present in three houses, but I think the thing that's like really grabbing me about this game, other than like familiarity with some of these characters is that in like three houses, you have to explore the 3d space of like the Academy or whatever to like have these like, Social conversations yes. to build, to build yeah. relationships and to all that. And all that shit takes time. In this game, everything's menu-based. Awakening oh, ha-
1: just happen- it happens on the battleground. Like, it- if you're doing that, you don't have, like, this mini-game mini that you're grinding in between.
0: happens on the battlefield, and then there's, like, in between, like, on the world map, there's also, like, uh, relationship stuff that can happen, like, through, like, the barracks and then other, like, conversations you can have. But all of that is, like, super snappy, and it's, like, in. Two little menus and it happens, like I said, very snappy, very quick. And you can literally skip basically every text if you want with a start, you know, a press the start button. So like sometimes it's fun to like I'm invested in certain relationships more than others, you know, just because yeah. like, you know exactly. – um, I've been playing it with permadeath on, so I have lost several characters. I I cannot keep a flying unit alive. I just can't do this it. It's hard. I've never <laughs> learned how to use flying units well. I, I love. Them. I fucking Ever. love a Pegasus knight. I love a Pegasus knight. Cannot keep one alive for the life of me. Although I just uh, made a Griffin knight, which I am hoping somehow that is uh, ends my curse here with flying. <laughs> but but anyways, I'm having a great time with it. Uh, I, I, I yeah. am actually uh, kind of surprised by how much uh, excitement I'm having about playing this game. But yeah, Fire Emblem uh, Awakening, very good game, very good game. Awakening,
1: Awakening was my favorite, too. Um, yeah. yeah. I like – so with um, – oh, god, which one came right after Awakening? I think, like, Conquest and then also Three Houses. Like, I played through most of those but, like, kind of fizzled out in the back quarter. Um, and, like, especially Three Houses. Yeah. Um, 'Cause yeah, with that like with all of the relationship stuff and development kinda having its own separate part of the game, um, I did the gamer thing where I optimized the fun out of it and then like just like so late in the game like my powerful units were so strong that just kind of stopped being fun but like yeah. i also can't like shit talk that too much because that's dreya's favorite part of the game is like the relationship stuff and like you know the chapel hub world sort of things so like yeah, yeah 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 there's like i get that i get that audience but yeah it's just like i don't know i'm i am very curious about this new fire emblem game that's coming out we are well i'm sure dre and i will get it um and play it different ways um I don't know. I'm curious because I really do like Fire Emblem games and Awakening is the best one. So I'm yeah. really glad you're going through it, and I'm glad you're liking it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the other things I really like about it is like it's a – you get a slow trickle of characters. Like in Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, like you pick your house and you have a ton of characters right away. And it's like you have to learn this whole cast of characters all at once. Whereas in Awakening, it's like you kind of start with four or five core people and it just slowly expands out to the point now where I have like way more units than um, I can put on the battlefield all at once, right? Um, so you have to make like smart choices about strategically like h- how do I want to build this team to, to to fight? You know, like it's, ah, it, it's good. I really like it. Dang, it's a good game. Um, so anyways, Jake, we were talking before uh, – before this episode we're talking about you know it's hey i like that spooky game and it's the 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 season the season is scary so uh why don't we suggest some like horror movies some good horror movies that we've seen lately huh
1: yeah yeah i always make time for for spooky movies uh in october for sure so I um I haven't been able to yet, but like since I'm moving to San Diego or like the prime horror franchise here is Paranormal Activity. They're oh, all geez. set here. Um, so like I haven't watched the last three. I definitely need to at some point. Um, but I watched Paranormal Activity Three not too long ago. That is the best one of at least the first four that I know of. That one that one still holds up pretty well. One's a little boring, three's still good. But like newer stuff, fresher stuff, I've seen a couple in theaters. Um the first I saw was Don't Worry Darling, which there's, like, a whole bunch of internet drama on. Um, but the movie itself, I thought was – it wasn't great. It didn't – it didn't really do it for me. I also – it's much more of, like, a feminist movie, and I am a white man, so, like, take that with a grain of salt, my, my review of it. But I just – it the mystery it built in and, like, the world it built, it was, it was a little, like – How do I describe this? It just—it was a little boring. It just—it took a long time for things to kind of develop and ramp up, and for not even like the plot to reveal itself, but for like the kind of like unease or the terror to present itself. It was, um, yeah, it was just a little a little slow. Um, Henry Styles is not good in it. Florence Pugh is good in it. Um, Yeah, I don't know, a little uneven. I didn't Uh like it, um, but. I don't know, kinda of like feminist get out. That's sort of my review of uh, like the way to summarize it. And if that seems like it's up your alley, go for it. And the <laughs> every other one every I saw, time I hear somebody
0: here uh, talk about don't worry, darling, the first thing or one of the first things they say is like Henry Styles is not an actor. <laughs> like said, always that's always like the thing that comes up. <laughs> I just like I don't know what it is
1: I don't know what it is about him. It's just like he's Obviously, like, trying very hard, and is, like, very committed, and, like, can do, like, the, like, I guess physical acting, but it's all, like, so over the top, and in a way that you can't take him seriously. So there's, like, that, like, his emotions are so big, but he just, like, is also, like, so, like, silly in his, like, delivery and, like, what he does. It's, I don't know. Not great. Anyway, but the other one that's a bit more, like, I guess traditional horror I saw is Smile, um, so this one, yeah, is a bit more, like, straight shooter, like, kind of, sort of, like, it follows a uh, horror movie, and, yeah, this one, I, I, I just generally like supernatural horror movies more than any other kind of genre of horror movie, so this is why I was more inclined to Smile, uh and it's it's good. It's good, it's spooky, I like the premise, it's a bit too long and the second act goes for a while without like having good scares. Um and I don't think it like builds like atmosphere of dread where something like your hereditaries yeah. do, um, as successfully as it wants to. So like without that like that atmosphere that it's trying to build, like settling as heavily as it wants to um, the moments where it's not like I don't know, like building the mystery or like being spooky, they're a little long and they do get a little dull. Um, but yeah, still, still a pretty dang solid movie. Nice. Like, you know, a, a solid six out of ten scary movie. Hey, when, uh, when, whenever you compare yeah, a movie solid. to
0: it follows, like I'm, I immediately am interested because I ab- I absolutely love that yeah.
1: movie. Absolutely love that movie. It follows was cool, but then I saw a third one, which is one that you also saw. Oh, uh, we're
0: talking about Barbarian. Talk yeah, about like so. I I don't want to say a lot about this movie because um, something that I've heard from every single person uh, who has seen this film has said, like, don't see a trailer, just watch it. It's worth your time. Just just do it. And I totally agree with that. Like, <laughs> I didn't love that movie. Like I've heard a lot of people say, but it was. Very, very entertaining. Um, I had a great time with it. it. Takes place in Detroit, so I'm always like, you know, love that, even though it's probably not like the best <laughs> best like best uh <laughs> view of the city, but like still
1: It's sort of like it follows where it's like we just need an excuse to be like in a decrepit e- neighborhood. Yeah yeah, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, it's, it's good. It's definitely worth watching. It's on HBO max right now too. So if you have that, you should just watch it, but yeah, go watch barbarian. Just watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was my favorite
1: of the three of don't worry, darling, yeah. smile and yeah. barbarian. It was my yep, favorite yep. of the three.
0: And like, I, I am not super into horror, but my wife, Christy absolutely loves it. So I end up watching like a good bit of horror during, um, the October, uh, each year, uh, And I did not watch this movie this year yet, but man, it is. It's one of my favorite, uh, scary movies from the last couple of years. Uh, it's called malignant malignant is wild. It's (laughs) like the best. So actually both of these movies, both barbarian and malignant have something in common, uh, in terms of like tone shift, like, uh, both of these movies have like a <laughs> juncture where all of a sudden this movie becomes something else that you weren't expecting. Um And Malignant <laughs> does it in the most over the top and just f- plain fun. That's a fun horror movie. Like absolutely. it's, it's like, yeah. it's bad, right? It's, it's a bad, like, st- it's a like, bad it's, yeah. story. I
1: think it's pretty bad. But, yeah. It is it's it's something. Horror.
0: It's something else, man. It is its own thing. Uh, I do I really, really love Malignant. Another one that I would say probably don't watch a trailer. You could probably watch a trailer of Malignant and still like I from what I from what I, I remember think, yeah. I think you're fine watching. From what a I remember, better. like the stuff, the the part the moment where you fall in love with Malignant is not ruined in a trailer, but like I would still say, don't read about what that movie is and just watch it. Another one probably available streaming somewhere, if not on like HBO Max or something. Um, I think it's yeah, HBO just like watch Max. it. Just watch that movie. It's. <laughs>
1: Malignant Malignant is think I think, I think <laughs> Sam
0: bought that for us on Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have a Blu-ray copy of Malignant. Like, Criterion Collection Malignant. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch it with the director's commentary. Oh yes,
0: yes, yes. But anyways, uh, spooky season. So spooky movies, folks. You should watch them. Um,
1: Not just spooky Movies, but spooky games spooky
0: too. Spooky games. Uh,
1: and we got we got a little spooky game coming up, coming up for us around the yeah. Uh,
0: up next, we're gonna talk about uh, Dead Space Two. It's, we, we're gonna rise from the from the break and talk. I dude, I yeah, have nothing. Yeah. This is awful. And space out on transitions. My God, it's not good. Edit all of this out, Tony. Huh? We're back. Hey, I like that game. Hey, I like that spooky, spooky game. Game. Is that? <laughs> uh today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Dead Space 2. This is my pick uh this year. Uh 2011 survival horror game developed by Visceral Games, published by EA. Uh I played this on the 360 when it first came out. Jake, you didn't play this one previously, right? No, I did not. I played Dead Space
1: 1 when it came out, and then more recently Dead Space 3. right right yeah so so like which just bothers you so much it's how do you
0: miss (laughs) how do you miss the the middle part of a a trilogy it's just so weird anyways um (laughs) uh so yeah i i clearly remember when this game came out like i remember buying this game like on launch day super hyped about it i love dead space one so uh and i i kind of like i played dead space one very close to the release of Dead Space 2 so they like both of those games kind of bleed together in my mind a bit uh because i played them so close to one another um and i i remember absolutely loving this game um loving this like franchise uh the one thing i will say that i remembered very very clearly about this game uh when i was picking it for this episode was that Back in the day, I used to shit talk this game a little bit because because I said this game made more money per hour than what I was making at the time. So this was like I was still like I was working at the mall. I was working at a like fossil. I was like singing like selling watches or whatever at minimum wage. Oh, it was like, God. fossil, yo, fossil oh, watches, baby. I was like okay. a, a watch expert. Thank you very much. Uh, anyways, uh, but he's like, what you're making like seven fifty an hour, like some shitty mall mm-hmm. job. And like, I'm pretty sure I beat this game originally, like in like seven ish hours or something like that. And it's like, wait a minute. So I just paid like. $60 for this game <laughs> that <laughs> is like making like $8.50 an hour. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> rip off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like hilarious. Hilarious like value proposition stuff that I used to think about back in the day. But yeah. But like even still, I remember really enjoying this game. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it jams it jams a lot into those seven hours. Yeah, absolutely. So um for folks that don't know anything about Dead Space, uh, it, it's it's very close. to like a very akin to like an alien or aliens, right? Where, yeah,
1: that's a third person uh, over the shoulder horror
0: shooter. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But like atmospherically, it's like an alien type mm-hmm. thing where it's like you're on like a spaceship out in the middle of whatever um, – I, things, things happen.
1: I think I'm just, I, I'm just gonna jump in because I can't I can't wait. I'm just jumping at the bit. I just love the way this game looks, like the way that like its sci-fi technology is. It's very like blocky and heavy and like mechanical. Like there's not a lot of like digital displays other than like what's on your like screen, like what's on your like person, your own HUD, and um like on like the door or whatnot. Like it's all like mechanical and like very like. You can like feel like the heft of everything when it happens in the game. Like I love just like the the weight of this this sci-fi. It's not like sleek or like super modern. It almost seems like we sort of like brute forced our technology to like get us into the space age in this future. Um, I think it looks so good.
0: Absolutely, and like it it plays into like Isaac as like kind of like a blue collar ish like main character so like he's just like he's an engineer on like like what he thinks is like a space mining operation basically and like he kind of like falls into this like you know lead character role that like carries into this game basically but like you're totally right like all the tech is like blocky and like over engineered kind of um Mm -hmm. but it makes for like awesome weapons and really like creepy um atmospheres and like level layouts there's a lot of like long hallways with creepy lighting or like you know big uh open like sp- spaces that like should be open but there's like tons of like cargo around which makes like for f- for fun things to like fight enemies in. like ugh, it it's so littered with a fun shit oh my god I- right
1: yeah like space travel doesn't look glamorous or fun like it's very like mechanical industrial yeah gritty like it's not great there's not a lot of space it's yeah uh, it's just Ooh, i just want to like i think like the, the early 10s was like a weird time for gaming like aesthetic wise like everything's gray and like washed out and very realistic looking in the way that like Realism was presented at the time, but it works. It works for a horror game because that builds to the atmosphere of this looks unpleasant. Because yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> so Abs- I don't know.
0: I think it's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Like it, you. This game is like it is very effective because it's like the designs are working really well with the technology of the time. Like you have a lot of like sharp angles and pointy bits on the, uh, on the necromorphs. And like the lighting is just getting to the point where like you can do some more dynamic stuff with it. So like the shadows, like this game is so effective when it's like, really dark but then like you see like the ambient lighting because it's like you know space sci-fi stuff but like it's mostly dark and then like you can do your flashlight and like really like play with the shadows and all that like oh so good oh that's so good um where to start and you
1: talked you talked about the necromorphs too like if we're talking about like good design i love the monsters in these games The the different different varieties and just how Oh, God, like, when you, like, really, when they really get in your face and you just kind of, like, look at the, I don't know, parts of it. And, like, you get sort of, like, the thing where you can sort of identify, like, what that's supposed to be from the human body. And, like, right at the very beginning of the game, it has, like, this in-your-face transformation where it kind of, like, shows you that, too. Like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, like, the ribs and spine. Like, is like, this sharp attacking thing for the main enemy. Yeah. Uh yeah they're they're gruesome they're like recognizably human especially in the sound design it's yep. like like ag uh, oh it's like agonizing and uh later in the game like you really like i like didn't even like realize it earlier on like by the end like i kind of like you could like hear them like almost like yelling for help as you as you like finish off the enemies it's uh yep yeah they're good they're good they look cool there's lots of different types of enemies um. Then I mean I don't know. Like the thing that everybody talks about with Dead Space, um, is like it's cool that you have to aim for the limbs, and yeah, it's cool that con- all the weapons are tools.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like the the way combat works against these like hor horrific you know mutated dead people corpses or whatever you have to shoot off limbs and there's like a like you said a lot of like. Necromorph variety, so there's a lot of different types of limbs that you're aiming for, which makes like a fun, you know, a fun uh, variety uh, against. They're all limby
1: too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all got tendrils or something to shoot.
0: Exactly, exactly. So to take a step back, like the, like the framing of the horror of this game is like there is this thing called the marker, and the marker. Basically, like radiates a signal and the signal is like, I guess, like some genetic code for like an infection that will like mutate corpses into these necromorph things. And it wants to like spread throughout the universe or something like that. And like the marker will radiate this signal to like smart people. To create more markers for it to spread more effectively, or something like that, but it will also drive people crazy. Like it's, it's 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 like a catch all for a lot of different stuff what the marker can do. The I guess the of
1: these games has always been nonsense to me. Yeah, complete nonsense. I don't really it. I like the way it feels. It's uh like this Lovecraftian cosmic horror of like oh facing this unknowable like force of the markers that corrupts humanity in like a recognizable but gruesome way yeah it, like i think like the the feel of the story is neat but then like the actual like reality the details like, the of it like, the detail it's just like i don't fucking i don't know like why is the military trying to study it uh seems kind of <laughs> stupid hubris of man or something <laughs> like that i guess like the story need yeah. evil humans too like great but- love it
0: but like the part of the story where it's like okay the marker like corrupts minds causes people to go crazy like plays with your guilt like all of like the um fun stuff that it does to Isaac and to you know some of the other characters and some of the like uh, uh in world storytelling like when you're like walking around picking up audio logs stuff like that when you're going through the the unitologist sections of the game where like the the people that have built their religions around the um the marker uh all of that stuff is like interesting like interesting set dressing interesting like bits of story but yeah like you said once you start to try to like piece together the greater narrative it's like ah i don't know but like to set the context like basically you have a semi unreliable main character because he is like going crazy because the marker hallucinating yeah and it's like very much uh visualized for you as a player and some of the creepier moments in the game you know when um Isaac's dead girlfriend that has like a void for like a, the eyeballs and a mouth, um, like try to like yell at you and like mess with your brains. Like, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it can be very disturbing and like very, um, very effective. Um, but like, so you have that happening on top of just like the, the, um, Oh, what's the uh director I'm thinking of? Like the, uh, Oh, like the military guy. No, 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 no! Like I'm thinking of like the like the thing, you know, like the human body oh, horror. Uh, oh, Carpenter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, like, yeah. The, like the 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 Cronenbergian. Yes, Cronenberg. That's that's what I was looking for. Like, yes, the 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 necromorphs are these like Cronenbergian mutations of like dead humans that like grow massive bone scythes and like spikes yeah. and like <laughs> turn into like belching ooze monsters like babies turn into like moving proximity minds you know uh young children turn into like uh, like Wolverine, like Banshees, the horde
1: monsters. I I hated those. I hated those the Younglings or whatever. Like I didn't, but I didn't like them as the enemy.
0: I didn't love that, and like a great opportunity to just like uh stock a bunch of uh, items and stuff. Uh, right, because but...
1: they're they, they're just like an aim for the body, like one shot, one kill kind of enemy, yeah, which is like it's less fun than all the other necromorphs. To- totally,
0: totally. But like, I I loved how they utilized like the children like the children necromorphs and like really fucked with you like you're going yeah, you like through, go
1: to a daycare area yeah
0: you're going through a daycare and then you start getting swarmed by like literally infant crawling necromorphs that are going to explode on you like it's like it's very uh it's very effective very effective um And like the audio logs and stuff that you hear as you're going through that section before you start fighting a bunch of them, talking about how like the children's moods are shifting, you know, like it's not the transformation in this colony that you're on didn't happen overnight. You know, this was like as the military was constructing this marker, it was having these really adverse effects on the population until, you know, until it exploded, right? The, until the powder keg, you know, just finally went off. Um, but yeah, very effective, very effective. Uh, yeah. So I
1: think this the story progression of this game is, it's it's pretty interesting because it's all just basically like one unbroken series of events that Isaac goes through. Um, where, yeah, you wake up in the tail end of the necromorph kind of infestation. Um, and you're, like, woken up. It's like, okay, you need to come come to me. I need to save you. Uh, he gets killed. And then basically you're just, like, running around trying to get out of the space station or and or blow up the marker and save your life from your terminal brain space dementia that the marker gave you. Yeah. Like, like And that's like, it reminds me a lot of um, Gears of War in that way, where Mm. I remember when I first played Gears of War, I'm just like, things kept happening. I'm just like, I want, I just want him to take a nap so badly. And like, this (laughs) feels the same way where I'm just like, I just want Isaac, I just want him to like sit down. I want there to be like a moment where he like sits on a train and then there's like a fade to black. (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: something like that. He needs a rest. He needs, (laughs) he needs like a a shit shower and a shave, like real bad. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- it, like the, the pace of some of the events is just like, it can get very intense at times. Like, holy shit. Like there's, um, like you said, there's like a woman on the intercoms, like kind of driving the narrative. Uh, I forget
1: the name of the first.
0: The yeah. First I don't remember the, the unitologist or whatever. Yeah. Get yeah, like,
1: the most obvious fucking tra- When you, when you're being led, and the initial part of the game, and then like you're being led into the church of the Unitologist, like the like the evil cult of the series. I'm just like, Isaac, come on. How do you not see this as a trap?
0: Right, right. But like, okay. So let me let me recount what happens in maybe five minutes of gameplay, maybe even less than that. So all of a sudden, you find out that the woman that you've been following is a religious zealot, you know, the unitologist woman, whatever, um, that has you. She's like, oh, Isaac, you like helped us build this marker because you have the code in your mind or something. It doesn't doesn't make much sense. Whatever. Um, yeah. It's Psych. Like none of that stuff matters because. Uh, a helicopter flies by. It just like rips her to shreds with like a rail gun. Like it just like this helicopter comes and drrr, kills everybody in there. Somehow misses you. You fall down like uh, like a like a air shaft or something like that. Very aggressively. Just like bang your head around. Just like oh my god. Then as soon as you land, a giant necromorph beast like grabs you, slams you around, and like throws you into another like part of the ship, and then grabs you again, pulls you into space, and you have to, like, shoot off this tail to get, like, back into, like, the ship again. And then, like, that's the end of a chapter. All of that happens in, like, it feels like five minutes. It was probably, like, 30 seconds. Like I I don't know. Like, it was insane. All of a sudden, all this shit happened so fast. Like, so jarring. And the game is, like, violent and really well animated. So it's, like... it's intense it's intense
1: spent a lot of time and money getting the disfigurement animations just right for everything
0: yeah i mean like if we want to talk about like just this game has like so much attention to detail with some of the like gruesome deaths like every like you know boss or like major enemy type has like a specific like kill like finisher on yeah kill finisher on you and then like things within the world that can kill you like will have like unique animations like uh I, I guess I alluded to this a little bit in our last episode when we were talking about torture but uh at the very end of this game there is a scene that is so like very, that can be very very gruesome very very um like icky <laughs> um the eye scene do you remember Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was
1: assumed you were talking about that
0: Oh my god it it is um it is a lot. Holy shit!
1: Um, yeah, it's you... um because it's like a quick time event where you're like lining up an eye, like a needle to go into your pupil so that you can like extract information to like blow up the marker. And oh man, oh yeah it's 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 it, nerve-wracking and if the, it goes bad it goes bad <laughs>
0: the the animation on like the eyes and like the facial twitching and all of that because you have to like thread this this needle like you have to get this this tiny needle through a, the human pupil and like mm-hmm. not fuck up and yeah like you said if you miss if you miss that scene is very very graphic and very uh yeah, impression it made well, an impression yeah. on me for sure impactful um what was it but, your
1: mom won't like dead space 2 that was yeah, the ad campaign
0: yeah basically Stupid. Uh, yeah it uh
1: dark time, but dark time for gaming
0: <laughs> but like i still think that like is a good thing about this game like this game is like in- incredibly like this is a popcorn thriller, you know. Like this is an action movie. This is like this, this feels like. This is aliens. Like, yeah, this is aliens for sure. Whereas the first one definitely felt more like Alien. This is aliens on a. I
1: think that one had Dead Space One. It's it's been a hot minute since I've played, but uh, I think it just has like a bit more of like a softer ramp up. But yeah, that one gets pretty bombastic by the end too, as yeah, as horror games like this kind of tend to do. The back third usually just ends up being more like combat trials.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of the combat, like I, I really want to, I want to talk about some of these weapons because some of these weapons are fucking. Great
1: yeah. What was your, late. what was your kit? What was your four?
0: So the ones that I typically had were plasma cutter, you know, your classic pistol, yep. uh, the Ripper. Uh, typically. Love the Ripper. Ripper's so good. Ripper's like the second best. It's, it's probably the best weapon. But I, I really like the plasma cutter. That that's the one I always went back to. And then um I like to have the detonator with me and then um the javelin. The javelin was so sick because you could get like uh you know the the one shot and like pin shit with it, and then it also had the electricity. So like in situations when there was like a ton of enemies coming towards you, you could just shoot one in the ground, electrocute it and like take out all the small enemies at once. Um What about you? What were you using?
1: I had the same kit, but instead of the javelin, I had the pulse rifle, which is kind of just like the automatic weapon.
0: Yeah, pulse rifle is pretty
1: good. Uh, I tried I, the like the force gun. That one I had varying success with. The force gun is kind of neat. Yeah, um, I like it. I like it more in Dead Space Three. Um, then I also tried the the flamethrower, which flamethrower is good. I, I like I the didn't, flamethrower I didn't love for like jumping. I think it used for... too much ammo.
0: Yeah, like. I would have I like it in certain situations like it, it like when you're in the gym during like the school scene where you're getting mobbed by like tons of like little enemies yeah, the like
1: ripper's, the ripper any situation where you're going to use the flamethrower yeah, I'd rather ripper, use the ripper yeah,
0: ripper's very good ripper's very good the the thing that I really like about all these weapons like on top of like how immersive the fact that all these are tools right these are like you could see these being like used in, in some sort of way the, these aren't just like straight killing machines other than the pulse rifle I guess the pulse rifle is just a yeah, like gun that's about it but like most of the other ones are like oh these are you know they're supposed to be engineering or like mining tools right but um, the uh, all of them have like secondary like <laughs> abilities right like the plasma cutter you can like switch uh, the alignment of the blade ripper, you can like put a spinning saw blade in front of you and just like run around with it, uh, before shooting it forward. Uh, detonator, you can put like, uh, laser, not laser guided, but what is it like a laser trip trip, uh, mines, the, the trip tr-
1: mines or just like, yeah, the dude, I use those all the time. I like, I like the trip mines
0: really good in situations because like in combat a lot of times for me i don't know if like you did this as well but i would typically like back myself into a corner even when there's like going to be like tons of mobs of enemies coming at me i'd back myself into a corner and i would like kind of wall off one side of it with like detonator stuff so if anything was going to be running at me they would just like blow themselves up there and i'd have a second to put like another one down and then use the ripper on like whatever's coming at me from the other angle um but I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's like really good for like kiting too. That's kind of what I would usually yeah. use it for. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It uh very fun, very fun weapon base. Like I I tried to use the seeker, which is like the the sniper rifle and I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Um the I bigger you saw blade it, why would you
1: need a sniper for this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't feel quite right. And like the the bigger cutter, like I don't like the it's line like a, gun. Yeah, that one yeah. was fun, too. I, I, I like that one as well, but I think I like that gun specifically more in Dead Space 1 because the Ripper is just so good. Like it's And you can just carry so much more of that ammunition. You have so much more in a clip. You can get so much more out of like each individual piece of ammo because you can do that spinning saw blade in front of you. Uh, right. It's so so effective. So effective. So effective.
1: And... All the weapons and I think pretty much the entire game
0: sounds great. Yeah, sound design's great in this game. The
1: yeah, like the oh like the thump of the weapons, uh oh, is just so it's so good. I love the like the blade, the like the whirring of it too, and when you like hit the necromorphs just the the buzzing of the flesh is like so spot on. It's just it and the monster noises, just like the creaking of the ship, it's it's all
0: And splendid. like And again, like the, the storytelling they do with sound too, like, especially like early in the game, when you're like going through like residential areas, like you hear crying babies, distressed, like widows, uh, like, you know, like a lot of despair happening behind closed doors. That's just out of reach, you know, but like they're all like kind of telling this, like their own stories about what's happening on this like location. It's all happening behind closed doors. Uh, there's, it's just, like, continuing to show you how bad of a time <laughs> it is. <laughs> Everybody's um, <is> having. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's the worst. Um, we haven't talked about uh, the fact that you can just, like, stomp on everything, and that gives the you goodies. Stomp the stomp so is so
1: strong. And you have to stomp on dead enemies to, like, squish the goodies <laughs> out of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's, like, um, this game does a really good job with the Necromorphs, like, making them, like move nightmarishly and be like really scary but then also like they'll play dead you know like the they will lay down and pretend that they're dead and if you don't see like an item come up from them you like you have to stomp on them because they will they will jump on you later and scare the shit out of you um, yeah yeah so like yeah. stop the stomp is equal parts, like you need to do it just to get, you know, as many items as you can, but also like an effective combat tool, you know? A way to uh double tap without wasting the ammo, you know? It just feels so feels so strong too when it's yeah. like grunt, Ugh. Yeah, very good. Very like uh yeah, it feels very impactful and like when you're getting like surrounded by enemies or you just make it through like a really hard fight. It's like you want to like go stomp around through all the dead bodies like as like a like beating of your chest like I made it through this you know this like crazy combat arena and go stomp right. around on these dead bodies, you know He
1: stomps with that force it like it feels like Isaac the character is also doing it out of frustration too.
0: yeah, exactly.
1: because um, he's a frustrated dude, Isaac, so he doesn't talk in the first game. he talks in this game though. Yeah.
0: And he he's going through some shit. Like like I said, mm-hmm. like he's seen some visions of his uh you know, from Dead Space One, I think it's like his girlfriend or something. Uh, yeah, it was his
1: girlfriend who he, died in the first game who like I think she, yeah. like killed herself before things went bad in yep. Dead Space One.
0: And he blames himself for all of that and like a lot of this game is like him dealing with that grief. That's why he's like seeing her like in his visions and all that. Um and I, I just I just remember this, the one of the scenes where uh, she's like yelling at you about something and you get into uh, like a train station and all of a sudden like a train flies by and it's all on fire and it's like you're just hearing all this like screaming. It's like, whoa, like really effective, like super effective, like scary moment um, at that yeah. moment, at that time. Oh, yeah, so good. I.
1: So I, it's been all all positive stuff so far, but I think the one thing I don't like about your hallucination girlfriend is, like, especially near that end 3rd um, though I think one of the standout sections of the latter half of this game is when you go uh, back onto the Ishimura, where yep. the Dead Space 1 happened, and there's this very long build-up before you, like, start encountering nec- necromorphs on there. And, like, especially in that... I think she's like, I think she's like, talks too much. And it's very like Cortana in Halo 3, like in Grave Mind, where it's like, you're kind of killing the atmosphere here. And like, I get Isaac's wrestling with this, but also you're sort of like, it's the same way that narration can sometimes be a hindrance in that it says all the stuff out loud that like the story is supposed to be showing you. And it really, that really happens when you first go into the Ishimura, where it's like, it's all sterile and it's been worked on. So they're like kind of sealing it off room by room as they're like cleaning the ship kind of. Right. And then you're going in and you like have this feeling because you remember like all the terrible stuff happened. And then Nicole just comes in and just like says that to you. And it's like, well, yeah, like I felt that already. And you're sort of just like taking the, the air out of the moment. And I don't know. That's like that killed me. And then when um, – or I didn't like that. And then I do like at the – like very end in the last few chapters where there's kind of like the turn where you like come to terms with like okay it yeah. wasn't really my fault but I can like try to be better going forward Yeah. and then like once once you kind of like are then chummy with the ghost I think that's kind of neater and I wish that moment happened maybe like earlier or she was just like a, a bit more a background kind of like, almost like jump scare character like it was in the first half
0: yeah I mean I, I didn't I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that didn't so hate much. It. I didn't hate it, and like the game, the game doesn't overstay its welcome. Like like we were saying, it's it's a pretty short game, mm-hmm. all told. Sure, so like it that, feels it feels like a full game
1: though. It doesn't feel. It like, does. like it Oh, does. this is way too short. Like it's it's solid. I like it.
0: And there, and there's a lot of things that you can pour time into. Like the there's multiple difficulty levels. The weapons all have like giant skill trees to them. Like I didn't come close to finishing any of my guns in terms of yeah. the skill tree stuff. Like so, there's a lot. There's a lot you can do there. Um, there's a lot of things to find in the game. You know, like unlocks to do. Um, there, there's a lot of meat on on, on the bones there. Um, I, I wanted to call out at least. Two more things positive before I get to, like, the one negative I have to say about this game. But, like, um, I think the controls feel really good in this game. Like, I don't know if that is... Like, I don't remember it feeling, like, incredible back in the day. And I I wouldn't say this game feels incredible. But, like, the controls work really well. I don't feel... um, I wish I had a dodge roll at times. But, like, that also it also feels like that would be like making it too easy, like too action-y. The fact that you can only have like a, a quickened like paced run or like fast walk is, it's part of the survival horror-y kind of stuff. Also like, you know, Isaac's right-handed and then like all of the buttons are on the right triggers too. So like, it like that kind of stuff like uh, works in my brain really well, I guess. Like, um, yeah. Uh, the way everything's kind of laid out. And I guess like, Along those same lines, like the thing that most people talk about with Dead Space is, you know, the UI of the game is like really um, so good. It's very inventive, the The diegetic uh, system where it's like not breaking the fourth wall of the game, putting a HUD on the screen. Everything is like on the character or in like holograms that the character is like projecting within their own reality. Um, so it's like, you know, another level of immersion uh, that this you know this series is it, it's one of the hallmarks of it you know uh, and it it does it really well you know like it's really really effective really really yeah, effective yeah it's
1: so cool yeah when you're just like looking at the game screen everything is there the characters can see in the game world I just love
0: it yep it's great like the 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 cleverness like I I the the health bar on the back is like so good <laughs> um the I guess like. Okay, I have, like, two negatives to say about the game, I guess. Um, One, and it's kind of along the same line of controls, um, I, I never use stasis. Like, the stasis stuff, like, I... I didn't start, I forget about it all the time. You forget about it until like I, I forgot about it until like the very end of the game when like some of those waves started to get really big. Some of those like uh you know like the upgraded ones, like you know, the black ones with like the yeah, really red eyes. So scary. Yeah, those are very creepy and like sometimes you need to use stasis just for them. But it feels like the game wants you to use stasis very early on. And there's like no reason to until the very end of the game. And I, like, I just like forgot about it, but like th- that's like a, a very minor quibble. The other thing, again, minor quibble. Uh, I think the hacking Minute game is just really, <laughs> really oh, like, yeah. it's like such a meh. It's a non-factor. It's not difficult. It's not really mechanically interesting either, but it's like, it's not bad. Like it's, it's not like, not fun it's not like unfun but it's also not super enjoyable it's either. yeah it's a
1: tedious it's a tedious hacking mini game in a game that didn't need a hacking minigame
0: right and it's like there's only like one combat section late late in the game where you have that necromorph that like doesn't die right it keeps like respawning limbs and stuff like that and you have to deal with that while doing the hacking and it's like that was fun. I found that to yeah, be interesting, that's okay. and it's, it's not like worth
1: all the other bad hackings before it.
0: Totally, totally, and like it's the only reason it was like affected like that specific designed hacking minigame. It was only fun in that context because it was like fast and easy to do. Uh, because if you went with like a hacking game like a Bioshock or something like that, you couldn't do that in the middle of combat, which is like what the game wants you to be doing right like it doesn't want to break the immersion with a pause screen like breaking you away from the action so it's like i get why why do it like that but just like you said it it shows up way too often not and not leveraged in the best possible way for it i guess Mm -hmm. um but that's really like all i can say negative about it
1: uh, What did you think of enemy type that was like behind cover and then they'll come out and like charge at you?
0: I was love those. Those, those are great. I and love those. Those. I, those
1: aggravated the shit out of me. Those like. So for the most part, I'd completely agree with you with the controls feeling solid, like feeling good. But like in those moments particularly, I. They felt clunky. Like it wasn't as. like. I don't know. Like it's also a survival horror game, and like the clunkiness of it is part of it built in. It's part yeah. of the design, and I just that enemy type and like that design. Like maybe it was my own stupid like poor strategy in addressing them, but like that like those interactions got frustrating to me See, um, pretty I did... often.
0: I didn't mind those um, because like I was saying before, like my strategy would be like back myself in a corner, use the detonators to like block off a lane. And that's perfect against those guys because they will come charging at you and they'll blow themselves up. They'll run directly into the laser beam. You know, they'll run right in. Uh, so like I I was able to, to deal with them a little bit easier. I actually, I enjoyed those parts, but. I can see why it's frustrating, though. I like, think yeah, uh, it was just
1: probably, like, my play style, because I was trying to be more mobile, and I think I probably tried try to get more... My issues, I got, got aggro on them, and then I wouldn't be able to, like, turn the corner and, like, pull up my gun for the shot before they knocked me down. So, like, yeah. that's what it was, but I was also, like, I don't know, probably just didn't approach it right. By the end of the game, like, when those enemies got upgraded, I would usually just, like, do my best to run by them.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Um... I don't, really don't have much else to say about this game. Well, I guess other than, like, why the hell did they keep bringing Strauss along with them, even though clearly it, crazy, clearly loose cannon, clearly dangerous, then when he does something terrible, uh, then they just kill him willy-nilly. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's
1: like it's like this build-up. They're always like, we need to take him with us. He's the only one who knows how to destroy the marker and then every time he's like kind of like talking about one of his visions where he like outlines how you're supposed to destroy the marker they're like shut up strauss we're trying to we're trying to live here god why are you still here and it's like you brought him with you for this purpose
0: yeah yeah that was i was a little perplexed by that but but like we said earlier it's like when you start to think about the macro story of this game yeah. it's like i that's when it starts to fall apart like like with a lot of the horror movies that we mentioned in the top part of the show, <laughs> like when you exactly. start to talk, you start to think about that macro, not as good. But horror is not about that. Horror is not about that. Horror is, uh, it's about experience. It's about experiences, you're right. Um, and I had a great experience. Yeah. Legit- How was but your experience? Tell me about it, Tony. It's, this is a hey, I like that game. Like uh, this is a thousand percent a hey, I like that game. Uh, I'm, a, I'm glad this one held up because I remember really, really liking this even though it is short. Um, yeah, this game's great. It, it Playing this game and having so much fun with it uh, just makes me even more excited for the Dead Space remake that's coming out and then the Calypso Protocol, which is uh, made by a lot of the same guys who worked on, worked on and created this series. They have a new game coming out that it looks like very much heavily inspired by this so yeah super much super duper two thumbs up hey i like that game uh jake what about you
1: yeah also also hey i like that game uh for sure um dead space Mm -hmm. cool franchise definitely like it um i given the reaction to dead space 3 i didn't expect two to be as like actiony and bombastic as it was um i don't think it detracted from the experience. I don't think Dead Space 3 is a bad game because it, like, wanted it to be more action-y than horror. It's a bad game a lot because of, like, the environment and their inventory and, like, crafting system that they forced into it. Um, but, yeah, Dead Space 2, I think it does, the like, has, like, these great aspects of of, one, that atmosphere and it builds on it. It looks great. It sounds great. It has this world that no other sci-fi game really has anymore that, that like grungy industrial feel and like i don't know i kind of like isaac i don't mind that he talks um Isaac's sort fine. Of, he's sort of like a gruff meaty but he's yeah a blue collar worker having the worst or second worst day of his life and he's just trying he's, to like get the hell out of there like yeah he's a little gruff and like short with people i don't he, mind it
0: he's like lamer gordon freeman you know like they're both like they're both nerds thrust into a situation Uh, i also do i before before we get out of it uh ellie's also cool i think ellie's a cool character i like her she's pretty badass
1: i like i like the very the very very end of the game where kind of like lampshades the ending of dead space one
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it like i really enjoyed that too which is like um i had for, I forgot that they did that and it, it reminded me about what they did in dead space one it's like oh oh yeah okay <laughs> that that was that was clever that was very clever uh definitely clever yeah good game good game glad glad to uh play it for this uh this year's spooky game jake i'm like out of like scary games now like for future uh yeah, yeah like that spooky games i'm gonna be relying on you i think a little more heavily
1: well, hopefully I'm moving a little bit less in in future Octobers and I can, I can help get us some spooky games. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, Tony, I'm sorry. So I am right now frantically Googling because I forgot that I have to pick a game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is... This is you don't have a giant list that like you can pull from at any given moment.
1: I don't, because I'm not organized like that, so I'm just going to pull the one that's top of mind. Um, This might be a little too close to Metal Gear Solid, um, because it's the same genre, but it is a game that has been on my list since the start of Hair Like That game, and Metal Gear Solid made me think of it as a stealth game. So, uh, Tony, the next episode, we are going to sneak in Splinter Cell Chaos Theory.
0: Ooh! All right, this, you know what? I actually think this is a good idea. This is a good idea because then, like twenty twenty two, we can have the you know the comparison between Metal Gear Solid and um, Hell yeah Splinter Cell. It'd be a I good like thing it.
1: to like bring up in the end of the year episode. If we if like one of these like makes it into our, our tops, we can for get sure into that. But yeah, I think it'll be cool to talk about. It. I have not played a Splinter Cell game in some time. I really did like this franchise when it first started. Um, but I don't know. I'm also like kind of dubious on stealth games. So I'm really curious to see how well, I, if at all, this game holds up. Um, I haven't,
0: I haven't never played a single Splinter Cell game. This will be my straight, first.
1: Completely like serious real world played straight version of Metal Gear Solid's like anime universe existence.
0: Sure. <laughs> but yeah, Great. anyway. Awesome. Well, I'm excited next, for
1: it. Uh, next up on Hey, okay. I like
0: that game. Uh, to
1: tell chaos theory, chaos. but if you want to find us, which you can't, it's gonna to be tough because we're gonna be pretty sneaky between episodes. But if you do <laughs> want to find us, <laughs> didn't like, didn't like that one, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> was letting, that was a laugh.
0: that was actually a laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you can find us uh, Twitter at like that game. Facebook, the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Email us at game at gmail.com. You can find us streaming on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash game. Got some try-hard Tuesdays. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Cherry stream's coming up a month and a half now. Um, I feel like I say say this frequently, but, like, when my desktop arrives, I do want to, like, try to stream a little bit leading up to it just to, like, get back in the habit and try to generate maybe a little bit of buzz. So um, depending on how well that goes, once my computer arrives, everybody, I'll let you know what my streaming uh, is looking like. But Try Hard Tuesdays, still on there.
0: Still happens every once in a while. I haven't done uh, a stream of it in a while, but uh, that'll be happening soon. Yeah, like you said, Charity Stream is – Uh, We still got the plan for it imminent. I need to do a bunch of stuff for it, but uh, it'll get done both and it's going to be great. It's going to be super fun. Um, Speaking of fun stuff, Jake, this was a fun episode. Uh, Appreciate appreciate you as always, sir. Thanks,
1: buddy. I appreciate you.
0: Um, And, you know, as always, Jake, live life passionately.
1: Love each other unconditionally
0: and play video games. Thanks, everybody. Have a spooky time.
1: Have spooky. lots of candy and watch
0: spooky movies. Oh if that's shit! A jam. Okay, really fast. Uh, best Halloween candy. What's like? What's the one that you're like? The one that you wish is being handed to you. Like you're coming up to door, you're knocking on the door. What's that? Twix. Twix. Okay. Reese Reese Pieces. Reese Pieces. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. The pieces. Give me some pieces. Yeah, I'll take a cup, but give me those pieces.
1: I my biggest gripe with Reese's is I I want it to be a higher portion of chocolate.
0: More chocolate?
1: I want more chocolate. I'm a charge. I love killers to get access to stop I'm going to stop now. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag Propagate the Pod.